podcast, where we promulgate that your physical, psychological, and financial health are your true sources of wealth that must be safeguarded and optimized to achieve long-lasting happiness. Here, we'll discuss tactics on how you may self-actualize to reach the pinnacle of authentic masculinity by embracing true libertarian principles, arming yourself with red pill knowledge, as well as implementing the most up-to-date holistic health biohacks to optimize your health. Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of The Awakened Man. Today, we're going to go down the road of the weepies, the sadness. How do you get over somebody? Now, this is a tough, this is a tough thing for some men. And for a variety of reasons, we know that a large majority of men who go their own way come that way from a difficult breakup. Most men who are MGTOW didn't come into the philosophy when they were 17 years old. Some do. You know, they see their father or their uncle get divorced, raped, and they're like, I'm out. But most men suffer some sort of PTSD from dating, some sort of tumult. To, to use a lack of a better word, some sort of uh, trauma that comes from a relationship, a marriage or, or dating or a series of dates. And sometimes that trauma never heals. And so today we're going to talk about ways to move on from somebody who's haunting you. Because I truly think uh, a Quite a bit of MGTOW men are one week away from the plantation, meaning that they embrace the philosophy because they were either hurt or deep down they were always incels who just never got attention from women and so they hide behind the philosophy. But deep, deep down, not even that deep down, if a woman who was somewhat attractive gave them the time of day, they would uh, jump back into the dating world and even sign the Faustian Pact. That is the marriage contract. So what do we do with this trauma? Now, there's different ways to get over somebody. Clearly, the obvious ones are going to be don't troll them on social media. Don't listen to music that you guys shared together. Put their photos away. Try to pretend, like from George Orwell's 84, put them down the memory hole so you never have to see them. That helps. And certainly it helps if you were the one that broke up with her. Because typically when you break up with her, you've already kind of moved on. Either you want to be single or you want another woman. It's a lot easier. But if you're the one who got dumped, which is more often the case, case. women, we we talk about how women initiate divorce statistically 70% of the time, but not in in 75%, 90% when they're college educated. But in terms of relationships leading to marriage, it's also predominantly women. So let's just make the assumption that you got dumped. And let's just make the assumption it's a, it's a marriage. Let's say the, the typical 15-year marriage. Like we, we did that episode on the marriage cycle. Let's say it's about you know 15 years in. You still love her even though she drives you crazy and you're not getting sex. But you, know, you still love the myth and the package of marriage. And uh, she leaves you and takes the kids and takes your money and... and and can take more of your money as you as you get older and you make more money, she can always go back and ask for more. And you're dealing with a lot of bitterness and resentment because more often than not, she's moved on. Right? More often than not, women, even 
post-war women will find some beta provider that will take them on to provision them. So you see her move on. And I think this is even harder if she is younger, let's say, and, and attractive, right? And you don't have that mindset. It was his turn, her turn, your turn kind of thing. And so now you see her on social media or maybe you have to deal with her in public or maybe you have a child together so you still have to encounter each other through co-parenting for the next 18 plus years. And now you see her with a new man. It's tough. It can be tough. So what are some of the basic things? Don't have selective euphoria, meaning uh, it turns into typically in breakups, we, we only look back at the good, the good. There's that scene in 500 Days of Summer, the rom-com with Zoe Deschanel, where he goes into the party and there's like the, the, the screen is split in two. And so one, one side of the screen is how the, act, the, the event's actually going and one is how it's going in his head and the one going in his head, it's a lot better because he wants to get back with her. And he thinks that she invited her to the party because she wants to get back with him. But in fact, it's because it's in her engagement party. Oh, what a movie. I mean, she like moves on like, what, 90 days after they break up. But again, women move on faster. Warbright syndrome. So we don't want to have selective euphoria. We don't want to have this idea that uh, all the times were good. No, maybe they weren't. But we tend to have that. We, we, we kind of have that wistful nostalgizing of the past. So don't do that. Write down all the good things and write down all the bad things that were in the relationship. As I mentioned, purge yourself of anything that reminds you of her. It can be tough because you want to look at those photos because you you might miss her. And let's be honest, you might miss her. Right? You might miss her. Maybe you messed up. Maybe you cheated. Or maybe she's a horrible woman who left you monkey branch to another guy. Didn't care that you guys had a kid together or family together. And she moved on. Right? But You can't negotiate hypergamy. You can't negotiate sexual attraction. These are things that you, there's no point in arguing. Right? You can't argue with gravity. So she did it. You got to move on. The other thing you got to realize is she ain't coming back. She's not coming back. She's not coming back. She's not coming back. When women make that decision, that's it. And look, even if she were to come back because the the monkey branch uh, recipient didn't work out, do you really want to be somebody's plan B? I mean, do you have no self-respect to be somebody's plan B? No, you're better than that. What else can you do? The old Mae West saying, best way to move on, to move over to, to oh, I already ruined it. The best way to move, the best way to get over somebody is to get under somebody new. Thank you. So, of course, you know, start banging other women, but you know how I feel about that. I think that really just masks the, the heartbreak and the pain. Plus, you're just pumping and dumping and you're fornicating and you're not really helping you, nor are you helping her, even if the new woman or women is, are giving consent. It's still, you know, empty. It's like eating a bunch of white cake because you're not dealing with it. So deal with the trauma. Deal with the loss. Go to therapy if you want. Talk to friends. Talk to your family. Deal with the therapy. It's okay if you sound kind of simpy because, again, typically well, we're in this scenario, we're talking about you're still blue pill. So it's okay, you little simpy. You got the weepies. So, you know, I go, I miss her. But sometimes with time, it'll move on, especially if she gets fat and unattractive. That typically helps because <laughs> you age like fine wine typically and she ages like spoiled milk. So that helps. So if her life goes to shit rock, 
you know, either through professionally or with her family or with the guy that she left you for doesn't work out, you tend to get some enjoyment from that, some some satisfaction, even though that, that probably isn't the right satisfaction or best satisfaction. But you do. Tea break. But let's say she doesn't. Let's say she stays attractive and, and, and moves on and has great life. You know, then you, you have this resentment because you feel like you did everything you could in the relationship and it just wasn't enough, right? And probably you weren't that good of, of a guy because if you were, she wouldn't have left you. Either you didn't make enough money or you had foibles or you were beta or whatever. Sometimes, so with the timing, sometimes with time it gets better. It does get better, especially if you never have to see her again. I think... With new relationships, either pumping and dumping, that does help, even though I don't find it to be overall constructive to you. Now, some of you might feel, yeah, the best way to get over some some witch is to start banging new witches and then meet a new witch. Like going back to 500 Days of Summer. So the end of the movie, he gets dumped by Zoe Deschanel, but he meets Minka Kelly. You know, come on. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, little puny. And I love him to death. Great actor, right? Great in Don John. Uh, ends up with Minka Kelly. Come on. Please. Struggling, broke architect ends up with Minka Kelly. Come on, please. But again, this is this is the rom-com relationship thirst trope. My life is incomplete unless I find a new woman to complete it. Right? This is what you see. My life is empty and complete unless I find a new woman. That's relationship thirst. That's a Disney paradigm. I would tell you this. The hardest breakup is one of these scenarios. And I could be wrong. You know, message me on Facebook if you disagree. She dumps you. You have children with her. She dumps you. She cheats on you or whatever. Let's say she doesn't. She dumps you. She moves on very fast within a month, banging a new guy. And you have a child together. And you have to continue to see this woman. And she still looks good. She ages well. And that could be a tough, that could be a tough loss because you know she chose somebody else over you and in that result your family's broken asunder you because of her choice she made the choice no longer see your children as much now you went from seeing them every day to four days a month four nights a month and you and and men tend to have more of that guilt this is why a lot of men stay in bad marriages because they don't want to break up the family they don't want to miss their kids. They don't want to hurt the kids because they know the statistics, like the stepfather effect statistic. So it's the same thing here. They don't want to lose their kids. So the woman makes the unilateral decision to leave. And whether or not in her mind it's a legitimate reason, typically it's not. You know, they'll use the branding of you're narcissistic, controlling, or psychologically abusive, you know, the go-tos. Because in her mind, her solipsistic mind, she has to come up with some rationale instead of just saying, no, you were too beta or too broke, and I found a guy who's richer or better looking. Because they can't say that because they don't want to come off shallow. So they have to spin it in their head, spin the narrative. But either way, the result's the same. She's moved on to another guy, and you feel that sting of rejection. She chose another person. Nobody likes that. You could be the eight-year-old in the, in, the, in the school cafeteria, or you could be a 50-year-old man. Nobody likes the feeling that somebody chose somebody else over you. It's a hard feeling. And you can rationalize and say, well, she's cluster B and well, she's going to get fat and da, da, da. But when it comes down to it, you need to be honest with yourself and say, yes, it hurts like shit. 
Nobody likes to get rejected. And to exacerbate it, you lost your child. And to exacerbate it, you see her move on with another dude and she's happy. And your kid's happy with the new stepdad or cavalcade of stepdads or, you know, boyfriends, Chad's and Tyrone's. Kid's happy and you feel like that man stole your life. Now, I'm not saying this is a red pill mentality. I'm just saying that there are men who, who go through this, right? You feel that man took your life. You made some mistakes in the relationship. She should have forgiven you, right? Be devoted, stand by your man, all that nonsense. But she didn't, right? It's hypergamy. Can't negotiate with it. So she moved on and she's happy. She's succeeding on every level, professionally, physically. She looks great. She's happy. Your kids are happy with the new guy and you are devastated. That is sometimes a breakup, especially if there was betrayal involved. I'll be honest, sometimes there are breakups that you will never recover from. The trauma and the wound was so deep, so deep, you will not recover from it. It's a wound that will scab to a certain extent, but it's a wound that will keep you paralyzed. Kind of like, the, you know, they say that the child actor, whatever age that the actor becomes famous, they're kind of like frozen in that time forever, like a Macaulay Culkin or Michael Jackson. It's kind of like that. You're kind of frozen in time at that moment. And now you can't trust women. You can't trust people. And it's unbearable to see her move on and make that choice. And your family's been broken asunder. And you deal with the guilt. You deal with the guilt that, that you messed up. You deal with the guilt that your kids aren't going to be raised in an intact family. Then you deal with the anger that she did this. You deal with the envy that she's happier with somebody else. And maybe you're not happy after the breakup because you're wounded, because you're not fully healed and you can't heal. That happens. You know, I talk about like 10 men will divorce, seven will move on and try to find a new woman, two will go MGTOW, monk, and be happy, and one will drink themselves to death. And sometimes these kind of scenarios are the one where that last person goes. They just can't recover. And if you feel that you're one of those men, that your breakup, and, and look, guys, let's be real. Let's, you've seen the 40-year-old virgin, Paul Rudd's character, like, I dated her for two weeks, and he's still thinking about her two years later. No, I mean... If you're in that latter group, it's got to be like a marriage and children because it's, it's got to be something that you you have these, these tight bonds that you have, creating life, living together, sexual vulnerability and intimacy, physical intimacy, all these things. You built a life together and boom, she's gone in a second and she's moved on with another man and your child's moved on too. That is tough. And one of the first steps is to realize that it's tough and look. Some men, like look at Queen Victoria. Her her husband, Prince Albert, died. They had like 10 kids in, in, in 15 years. He died in 1816. She just wore black the rest of her life, next 45 years. Never married, always wore black. So, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not saying there's something noble to that, but I'm saying there are people who are like that. It's like, I can't recover, and I'll just go monk. I'll work on myself as much as I can. I'll work on other aspects of myself. But that's it. I can't trust again. And you could say to a certain extent, this is a victim mentality, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's just like, I am broken because of this. And I'll do my best to recover on every aspect of my life. But in terms of intersexual dynamics, that's it. I, don't, I can't trust. I can't move on. 
any other woman that comes into my life, I think she's going to pull a bait and switch values, chameleon, hypergamy, and move on and, and destroy me again. I can't handle that. And if you feel like your relationship was one of those, then sometimes the best thing to do is just self-preservation. Just self-preservation. And just be like, the best thing for me to do is just hibernate. You know, have your friends, have your family, go out, live your life, travel, whatever. But when it comes to the heart, just seal it up. Lick your wounds and realize that you're never going to allow yourself to do that again. I'm not saying that's the best thing to do, but sometimes in certain relationships, that's the only option that you have if it's a really tough breakup. Of course, I would tell you to try to fix it, try to make yourself whole, because don't give that woman the power to destroy you like that. So I would tell you to go to therapy and find yourself. Do that. Because you don't want to have that wound forever. But also at the same time, there are people who are successful in their life on every other area. But but with that, they, they just got wounded so hard that they can't trust or love again. Even if the unicorn came into their life. So sometimes that happens too. Guys, if you appreciate my content, please post an honest review right now. It takes you two seconds. I would really appreciate it. I'll read the review once it comes through. Normally, it takes a day or two. If you appreciate my content as well, click on the PayPal link found in the episode notes and donate some dollars. Also, there's a link for Naturopathic Earth, my website. Go click on that, and it takes you to the website and check out all the stuff we have over there. It's like 600 pages. Also, my two books are on the right side of the homepage. Click on that, and it takes you to Amazon. Anything you buy on Amazon within 24 hours by going through our link, we get a 2% commission. No expense to you, including buying the book. Also, if you need help one-on-one, contact me at clarity.fm. And lastly, again, subscribe and share with others and post an honest review for The Awakened Man. Again, let's help get the message out to other men. And also check out the Female Holistic Health Apothecary. We just did a new episode on women don't be whores. And also go check out Confessions of an Obese Child, where I had an episode about two weeks ago, a new personal episode. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Awakened Man Podcast. Find us on Facebook at the Awakened Man Podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember, freedom is better than needle. Until next time.